Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome, everyone, to Calvary Live. We do invite you to call in. You just heard that number, 303-690-3000. That's the call-in number for you to be on the air. So we invite you to do that. And as soon as we get a caller, we're going to go right to the phone line. So grab one of those open lines. We have an hour, and it goes by quickly. So uh, the sooner you call in, the sooner we can answer your questions and uh, receive your prayer requests. And that's what this show, Calvary Live, is all about. Uh, my name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. Once again, with you this afternoon for this hour. want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners. You are listening live this afternoon and hope you are having a blessed day as maybe perhaps you're picking up kids from school or ending your work day or perhaps you're in traffic, or maybe you're just at home getting a snack for the kids or uh, taking a walk, we invite you to call. Uh, We want you to uh, call at 303-690-3000, and uh, as soon as you start calling in, we'll go to the phone lines. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's talk about um, the uh, things around us as Christians. Uh, How should we see those things? How do we uh, respond? What's our worldview to the things that take place that um, that God would want us to please Him as we live for Him? And we're to have a worldview. So we go to the Word of God to be able to give you answers. There's another means for you to be able to ask a question or uh, a prayer request, and that's a dedicated text line. It's for texting only. So as we always tell you, be safe when you are texting and that's 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897. Not only do I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners, but Hope and Truth FM, and uh, welcome as you listen. You're a week delayed, but you can call it 303-690-3000, and the online listeners as well all across the country. Welcome, welcome. So glad to be with you. And so, as I said, grab one of those open lines. As soon as they start, we'll start taking the callers, and we have one right now. And so we got two open lines. Grab them. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to Loveland, where Chris is on line one. Hi, Chris. Hey, Pastor. How are you? Good. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing well. Um, Good. So I uh, was calling in just because I was curious what uh, maybe Calvary's stance or maybe just your stance in particular is on in vitro fertilization. Well, I know that couples use it when, you know, they, they have a hard time um, getting pregnant, and the Bible doesn't really say anything. What the Bible does say is that the Lord is able to open up the womb, but I don't know of anything that the Lord says that he prohibits that. I know that there's medical means, there's technology um, that is used um, today, and I don't understand all that goes into um, vitro fertilization, um, but I know that some people have used it, and they have ch- children that they love and the Lord loves, 
and he ultimately is the creator. And so um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I think it's uh, anyone who's desiring to have a family um, and um, a married couple need to pray about all those things and seek the Lord on those things and, and have a peace that rules in our heart when it comes to it. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So how about, um, I don't know if you know much about the, the science behind it, um, but uh, normally it's my understanding, at least through the research that I've done, uh, that basically 99% of the time multiple um, eggs and sperm are harvested and then they create um, the fetuses like that, and then usually there's at least four fetuses that are created at one time. So then the doctors have the option to implant one or more of those simultaneously, um, and then the rest are put in a freezer um, to await the couple's decision on whether or not to implant those fetuses. So I guess... um, that's kind of my my question is, you know, if there's any, uh, I guess, what guidelines with, for using the procedure or implementing the procedure would you give or guidance, I guess, do you, do you feel is scriptural or biblical with implementing that procedure? Well, the thing I think we need to remember is that God is the one that makes us. And you can read Psalm 138, and, um, and I'm going to... Uh, read it to you, but I believe that life starts at conception. And um, so, do I. so so that's where you're getting into a slippery slope on that. And you're right, I don't know a whole lot about the science, everything that takes place, um, but that's where um, things can get a little bit tricky on that. When a fetus, you call it a fetus, um, we can argue that that's um, you know, conception and that's life. And um, that's that's where we need to. Um, I'm a strong believer in sanctity of life. Um, the Lord me says, too. "You have formed my inward parts; you covered me in my mother's womb." And I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And marvelous are your works; that your soul may know very well. My frame is not hidden from you when I was made in secret. So, those are things that I think that we have to consider, and um, and really. Um, you know, have a clear conscience of it and um, pray sure. through and seek wise counsel on that. So, yeah, and I, by using the term fetus, I hope I didn't, I wasn't trying to sound insensitive. I, I use that term usually just because, you know, I know there's a diverse, I think we can all agree that it is a fetus, whether or not we agree it's a, you know, whether or not some people think that's maybe insensitive. Yeah. I, I definitely think it's a baby, a human life um, at and, conception. And that's where- so, yeah, and that's where scientists and others maybe have different view that, you know, at the time of conception, it's really not life. Um, but I just have to, my own conviction is that it is at conception, and um, and that's where life begins and the life processes. So sure. uh, for me, that would be a, a, a problem uh, in my thinking and in my conscience. So uh, yeah, I know that people use, yeah. And that's so, honestly so, why, I, you know, and I'm, just trying to gauge opinions here, but I mean, I, I just have a problem with the procedure, frankly, because 
you know, people are putting their babies in freezers until they're yeah. ready to implant them. And that's, that's a very standard um, implementation of that procedure. And I think there's just a lot of um, lack of real understanding of the procedure, I think, in the Church. Yeah. Um, and I think you know, that, Chris, you hit it on the head, because even I'm getting a lesson from it right now. And um, because I haven't read up on the latest technology, you know, we've raised four kids. We didn't go through that. Technology changes so quickly. So I think every Christian couple really needs to understand what has taken place and um, to understand that, you know, what is um, the procedure and to have a clear conscience on that. Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Good good thought, Chris. You know, uh, and it has to be perfectly considered um, true. but that's kind of where I'm at with it. So, hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. You have a good day. You too, Chris. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and so glad that you're with us. We have a couple open lines. When somebody hangs up, you know you have at least one open line and challenging questions, and, and um, these are things that um, we can search the Scriptures, and the Scripture speaks about life and uh, God uh, forming us uh, and making us. And um, it's, it's something that uh, he's the author of life. He's the one that creates us, makes us, and, um, and it's something that we need to look at the Scripture. So, hey, give me a call, 303-690-3000. It's the call-in number, 720-336-0897. And that is the text line. We're going to go to Barbara, who's in Maryland. Yes, hi. Hi, Barbara. How are you? Yes. Fine, fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Right, right. Um, I was calling him because I, I really want a prayer request for um, the situation um, at work. I'm a supervisor of many supervisors within a small office, and I'm the only Christian and there's a lot of turmoil there, and um, I have one direct report who is very hard to manage, and because we have a lot of different supervisory um, um, skills and mindsets, um, everyone's not on the same page, in addition to me being the only Christian. Uh, so it's been very hard uh, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. and I, I keep going to God about it, and I, I'm not sure if He's trying to show me it's time for me to move on or what He's saying to me. So I, I guess I really want to make sure that I don't guess, but I, I want to make sure that I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do, and. In the meantime, also coming up with solutions for um, the ongoing um, chaos. Right, right. And, you know, Barbara, it's interesting because I've gotten uh, several calls, you know, in the last few months about how difficult the workplace can be. Those who are supervisors, those who are working, they're the only Christian that is there. And it is very taxing. And the question is, do I remain there and be a light? Uh, God has placed me there for right now, or do I need to move on? Because you're the one that comes home every day exhausted, and right. mentally, physically, and 
um, it, it can be very, very hard. So as you pray about it, first of all, that's the thing that you do need to um, pray about is, Lord, do you want me here right now? Or do you want me to move on? And I, I think he does want to speak to you in that way. We can think about Daniel, how Daniel, he was in the palace of Nebuchadnezzar, and he was the head of all the wise men, astrologers, and soothsayers, and he was the right-hand man of Nebuchadnezzar. You can imagine how difficult that was for him. Sure. Um, you, think about, you think about Joseph, who was the prime minister in Egypt, who he had to deal with all the Egyptians, and Egypt, of course, is a picture of the world. You know, we look at... Um, Scripture, Nehemiah was the cupbearer to the king. Uh, Nehemiah had responsibilities, um, and he would have uh, be over those uh, there in the Medo-Persian Empire. So you have example of those men um, that were in difficult situations in Egypt and Babylon in the Medo-Persian Empire with responsibilities. And I'm sure that even though the Bible doesn't speak of it specifically, you know, Daniel of course, ended up being thrown in the lion's den because of the leaders uh, after the Medo-Persians took over, and that's Daniel chapter 6. But one of the things that I want to encourage you in, Barbara, is always keep your integrity. And one of the things um, that we see of Daniel, that it says that Daniel had an excellent spirit. And there is that um, prayer that, uh, that I know that you have, that, Lord, I want to have an excellent spirit, but doesn't mean it will always be received well. Um, and so that's where you wonder, am I a light or do I move on? This is very taxing. Um, and if the Lord has you there, he will give you the strength to be there. Um, he will give you the peace to be there. If not, then he'll move you on to where he wants you to be. But as you pray about it, Paul says that may the peace of God rule in your heart. And you know what that word rule means? It it means yeah. to make the call. He's mm-hmm. going to make the call in your life. And as you pray about it, you know, for me, I know as I pray about whether I'm ministering to somebody or moving forward in ministry or when it comes to my family, that when I pray about it, if I don't have a peace about it, then then I don't move forward. If It's, it's kind of like blinking lights. But if you have a piece about, I should move forward, I'm done here where the Lord has me, because the Lord does move his sheep around. That's and, right. Um, he does do that. And But the question is, Lord, do you want me to stay here? And and supernaturally, he'll give you, nah, I just don't have a piece of moving on. Even though it's difficult, he's going to enable me, and he has me here for right now. But to take it day by day, moment by moment, as long as I'm here, I want to be a light. I want to have an excellent spirit. Lord, give me wisdom and strength to deal with all the people um, on a daily basis. And Lord, as soon as you give me the peace to move on, please give me the peace. But also in Isaiah chapter 30, that he says that as we go to him and as we wait on him, and that's the hard part, isn't it, Barbara, to wait yes, on him? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we live in an instant world, and I like it when the Lord works right away, <laughs> you know. But but we don't always like waiting on the Lord, and it's so important for us to wait on the Lord because He is not only dealing with the people that you're working with, but He's also working in your life as well, and He's yeah, growing right. you. 
And it's in the difficulties and in the trials that we grow. And you're not going to hear that from the faith teachers and the, you know, feel good preachers. Um, he has us here for such a time as this. And he has you there, Barbara, for such a time as this to be light and to be truth to those that are, you work with for however long. And he will move you and give you a piece about it when he wants you to move. But in the meantime, you go there and you, you know, when you get overwhelmed, and I know that it can be overwhelming dealing with mm-hmm. people and stuff, but it's it's all you can handle. But that as you just face what you have today and, and when you get to tomorrow, what you're going to have to do tomorrow, um, then he'll give you the grace and sufficiency to get through it. And yeah. God is... God is working in ways that we don't fully understand, mm-hmm. but you, you, you never know. You never know when that person is going to come to you and say, Hey, I know that you're a Christian. Can you tell me about your God? Yeah. Or why is there a joy or where do you get that excellent spirit? But if we come in, you know, snarling and, you know, just grumping all the time or, you know, acting like the world, and I'm not saying you're doing this at all, Barbara, this is for all of us. Um, right, but right. then then people don't see the reality of Christ in us. So right. he'll give you a piece that rules in your heart, and then he'll give you the strength to face the day every single day, the sufficiency yeah. and the grace of, Lord, I have today. And I'll tell you what, you know that old hymn, I need thee every hour. That well, is that's true right. for us. I tell the Lord I need thee every moment. <laughs> <laughs> every minute, every minute. And and th- there's a lot of people out there right now, Barbara, that are listening, that are going through something very similar as you are. And I just uh, want to encourage you all that the Lord has you there for such a time as this. And what you're doing there and being a light and, and standing on truth and, and, and trying to do your best, it's not in vain. So that's yeah. why the Lord says, be, you know, uh, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. So, Father, I pray for Barbara. I just pray for her as she's in this office. She's in this work environment where she has to supervise. There's a lot of people. Just give her the the strength, the wisdom, the comfort she needs day by day, moment by moment. And, Lord, I pray that the love of Jesus, the truth of Jesus, um, the reality of Jesus in her would be seen and shown. And, Lord, if you do have her move on, just prompt her, give her a peace that rules in her heart. And you promise as we go to you and wait on you, which isn't easy to do, that you promise that you will speak to us. This is the way. Go to the right, go to the left, that you will speak a voice in her ear and that still small voice. And Lord, I pray that you give Barbara just the the comfort and the assurance that you love her and that you want to use her and that, Lord, even in the difficulties, that you're doing a work in her. And uh, so I pray that you would just show yourself strong on her behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you hey, so Barbara. very much. Hey, keep in touch, okay? Let me know how it goes. I sure will. That'll be great. All right, Barbara. God bless okay. you. You too now. Uh-huh. It's a difficult thing to be out in the world where we're not of the world, but we're in the world. And um, Jesus said the world will hate us because it first hated me. But, you know, God places us in different places that are hard and difficult. And I know that some of you are saying, you don't know how 
hard it is. I don't know how hard it is, but the Lord does. And he loves you and he wants to strengthen you and use you and he wants to work in your life. And this is a time for you to keep drawn close to him and look into him and allow him to work. You know, Joseph, before he became prime minister, was ministering to the prisoners uh, there in, in Egypt. And that was not easy for him to be in that dungeon place. And maybe you feel like the place that you're at is uh, I'm in a dungeon. Um, I'm in bondage or you keep ministering the best you know how and trust in the Lord and then rest in what he's doing in your life. So um, just want to give you some encouragement because I know many of you are facing that um, even in your own lives. And it's hard. It's hard being, um, you know, uh, in the world and having to face uh, the adversities of, of people that come against us or make it difficult during our day. And it just shows how much we need the Lord. So, Barbara, thank you. We'll be praying for you. We're going to continue with the phone lines, 303-690-3000. we got an open line. Text line is 720-336-0897. Love for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer request. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to go to Darren, who's in Colorado Springs. Hi, Darren. Hello. Hi. How, how are, are you, you today? Pastor? I'm good. How are you? I'm blessed. Thanks. I love how the Lord works. So you had me call in because I needed to hear the previous caller. That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so like faster. I said, yeah, you know, I think that applies to a lot of us that are listening. Amen. That's that's true, sir. Well, listen, I'm a, uh, I'm certainly not a professional, but I've been, uh, I am a professionally trained apologist, and it's a very, very strong passion of mine and has been for many years. And uh, I feel a need for it in this world and certainly a need for it in our churches so strong that it's literally visceral with me about it. So I was just curious. It it took me even in the small church that I deacon, uh, plus my training, obviously, a while even to open that door and do a presentation for my own church. And I've done uh, several between here and, and, and Nevada to churches. And I was just curious if you had a thought as to why apologetics, especially with today's changing worldview and the technology world we're in where all the answers were right in front of our kids. Why do you think that there's not a stronger presence of apologetics in churches today? I, You know, I wish I had a good answer for you, Darren, because, um, you know, I was one. Apologetics was a big factor for me coming to really have confidence in the Bible and what the Bible mm-hmm. says and um, that Jesus truly is who he said he was um, Mm -hmm. when I was coming out of college, because um, it was like, you know, how can I believe the Bible's true? And you got the other religious books and other religions. And so apologetics was a huge part of that. And one of the first books that I devoured was Evidence That Demands a Verdict uh, by Josh McDowell. And so apologetics, I believe, is very important because— I think what happens is Christians think that because they become believers or they come to faith, that somehow that we have to assassinate our brains. And <laughs> we're to love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, heart, and m- what? Mind and mind. strength. Amen. Exactly. And I think that if Christians would really come to understand there's good reasons for um, believing and believing in the canon of Scripture and who Jesus was— and we covered some of that actually in the last um, couple of weeks because we're in Second Timothy chapter three, and oh, yeah. in that Paul says, 
that Timothy is going to be perilous times. And, and these are the last words of Paul the Apostle. So any time that we give last words to our family, because Paul knows that he's going to face the axemen, and the words that he's speaking is heartfelt. This is heart stuff, inspired by God, of course. He says it's going to be perilous times. There's going to be these last days marked by um, those who have this form of godliness but denying his power, um, always learning but never able to come to the truth. He says there are going to be those who have corrupt mind, counterfeits like Janus and Jambres in the days of Moses. He says that evil men and imposters are going to grow worse and worse. So what is our response to that? And I think it's mm-hmm. an important message to the church. We must continue in the Scriptures. Because I think perhaps, Darren, maybe that apologetics lacks in the church because we think that we have to entertain people or hype people mm-hmm. up or, you know, feel good messages, you know, because we want people to go away feeling good about ourselves That's rather good. than going through the Scriptures and and seeing what the Word of God says from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation twenty two twenty one. So I get asked, you know, um, just recently, my church doesn't believe that the first 11 chapters of Genesis are inspired by God, you know, and bec- because they don't understand that there's, um, you know, it is inspired, all of it, and the origin of Scripture it, it means God breathed. God breathed to the page. And so it means that all of it, not some of it, not just the parts that we like, but I think that Christians don't understand there's good reasons to believe, to believe the canon of Scripture, that it is inspired, and the other two ends infallible and errant. And each one stands together. If one falls, it all falls. It, 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 is, it cannot fail. It is not wrong. It is God-breathed. Its origins is from an all-powerful, all-knowing God. And we have, you know, all the prophecies. That are, that was the big factor for me, Darren, oh, was huge. prophecy. Oh, man. Huge for me. And then, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and just, you know, the trust of canon scripture, the number of manuscripts. So you keep doing what you're doing, and I think that we do need to teach it in the church that as we go through it, that this book that we get to study, because we can take it for granted, too. Um, we come in week after week, month after month, at least here at Calvary mm-hmm. Chapel. We go through the scriptures, and it becomes right. routine. And mm-hmm. we want it to touch our hearts. And and I believe more than ever as I study it, and, and uh, I don't have to assassinate my brain, there's really good reasons to believe in this canon of Scripture, that this is God's divine word, that Jesus is who he said, and the resurrection was another big thing. Um, and yes. and so apologetics are extremely important. But, of course, it always takes faith to come to faith. And um, so keep doing what you're doing. All right. Well, thank you, Pastor. I know in my, in my little church it was, you know, where the, the, it was just the, the thought, the thought, from the pastor and leadership, well, well, that's, you know, apologetics, basically, it was ignorance of what it really was. It was ignorance of what it means, which is apologia, obviously, that means that you're yeah. defending why you believe the way you believe. So the, the first problem is the word uh, itself is misunderstood. And so the first step for me was getting past their thought that, well, apologetics is a head thing. And really what we're here for church for is a heart thing. 
And I had to right. get past that and make them understand that you can't get to one without the other. You just don't. Our, yeah, We're not, not as our humans, young... we don't. We have to have that yeah. connection. As, as Ravi Zacharias said, you cannot make it to their heart without first going through the mind. Yeah. So, and it's not, I, uh, pr- it's not a blind faith. It's not a blind faith that mm-hmm. we're asked to follow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate exactly. your time, and and I'm just I'm part of the reason was just to get on and hope other pastors were listening and and know that there's very heartfelt and good, honest Christians yeah. out there, and there's a lot of misinformation about apologetics, and that they should consider Amen. it in their evangelism. So thank you so much, Pastor, yeah. and God you bless you. You bet, Darren. God bless you. Hey, we're going to the only break of the show, and uh, give us a call three zero three six nine zero three thousand. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. We have been busy with phone calls, and so keep it coming. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. And uh, so grateful for your questions, for your conversations and um, and what a blessing it is. I hope you're having a great day as you're headed home from work, perhaps, or uh, picking kids up from practice or school or uh, whatever may be going on in your life. We invite you to give us a call. The call-in number is 303-690-3000. And I believe that we have an open line, and the text line is 720-336-0897. So text me a question and a prayer request, and we usually get to one or two of those uh, as we have time, we get towards the end of the show. So get it in, and we'll cover those. And so glad that you've joined us, all of you that are tuned in today, wherever you're at, across the country, online listeners on the East Coast, on Grace and Hope FM, and, of course, Grace FM listeners as well. 303-690-3000. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Greeley in northern Colorado, and Anna has been waiting patiently from Fort Collins. Anna, are you still there? here yes how are you anna i'm doing good i'm doing good i just had a prayer request um today was the first day of my spring semester i'm in college and Mm. um i've I've been struggling with anxiety um for a pretty long time now and i just had a day that it it wasn't spectacular i got through it and it was fine but I just, you know, that anxiety just keeps coming back, especially when I'm in a social situation. So I just need yeah. kind of curve for that. So. Absolutely. And I want to give you a verse. And, Anna, you know, college can be difficult, and it can be, especially when you start a semester. I mm-hmm. know because I graduated from CSU, um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, yeah. 100 years ago. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I still remember that, that being anxious. And the first week of classes is always, you know, hard, but then comes midterms and it comes finals. Mm-hmm. And it can be very difficult. And I have two kids that are up at UNC. And uh, one of them, um, she is finishing um, in piano performance, extremely stressful. Um, mm. and, and then another in music, he's a sophomore. So I know that school it, it can be very hard. It can bring 
a lot of stress. And yeah. and the reason I'm saying this, Anna, is because there's probably some right now either going to CU or CSU or UNC or somewhere along the front range that's listening. And, and I want to give you a verse, and then I'm going to pray with you. Okay. But the Lord, the Lord says, be anxious for nothing, but in mm-hmm. everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So what he says is that you pray about everything. Give mm-hmm. thanksgiving to him, and just give your request to him, and he's going to give you a peace that passes understanding. And mm-hmm. I know what happens is is we don't understand everything, and, and we get around people. Um, we, we start to get anxious. He says, I want to give you the peace that passes understanding. And he wants to give you a comfort. And you keep trusting in him. And here was the hard part for me, Anna, and hopefully this this will bless you, that it's not trusting him, but it's resting in him. And resting in what he's doing in my life. And he's going to see you through. And you just take every day what's in front of you when you get overwhelmed and when you get anxious and you just look to that, to where mm-hmm. the Lord's going to give you the grace and sufficiency to get through it. And you go to him, and he promises he'll give you a peace that passes understanding. Yeah. And he wants to work in your life. He has you. And I want you to know, Anna, you're in college. You're young. He has a wonderful plan for you. He has yeah. a wonderful plan for you. And I'm glad that you're able to go to college. But you know what? CSU is not going to define your future. It's going to be the Lord that's going to do it ultimately. So just trust him. And I know that. You know why? Because I graduated (laughs) in forestry, and look at me. I'm in ministry. (laughs) And and I remember being anxious after graduating, thinking, I can't get a job. What am I going to do, Lord? And I had such a love for the outdoors and for, Mm -hmm. you know, trees and forest management. And he said, I got something different for you, Jeff that I want you to talk about the one who hung on a tree. And he's been mm-hmm. so faithful to me. And you know what? He's going to be faithful to you. All right? All right. Okay. And then if you get anxious this semester, you give us a call and we'll pray for you. But I'm going to pray for you right now. So, Father, okay, I pray you. for Anna. I just pray that you would comfort her young heart, that she would know that you love her. you got a plan, and you will perfect that which concerns her. And, Lord, just be with her. And, and when she's in those settings of a classroom, I, I, I know that. I, I remember uh, the anxiety of sitting among students and in the classroom and, and just all the things that need to be done and the pressure. I pray that you give her peace that passes understanding, that you would, Lord, just um, give her wisdom, give her the strength for every day to get through the semester, and, Lord, to know that, she is in your loving hands and that you are going to do wonderful things. And Lord, I just pray that you would um, just bless her and help her to just trust in you in everything. And so, Lord, I thank you. I I thank you for um, your love for us. I thank you that we can turn to you and that you desire to just give us the peace and the calmness in our hearts. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet. Hey, you have a good good semester. You call back if you need anything, Anna. Okay, thank you. God bless you. All right. Thank you. You too. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
303-690-3000 is the number to call. So I'd love to talk to you, pray with you. We're going to go to Denver and, and Lisa in Denver. Hi, Lisa. Hi. How are you? I'm well. First of all, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being there. I listen to your show every day, and I appreciate the Lord just ministering through you. And the things that you have to say all the time, they're great. I I appreciate the encouragement. I was um, listening earlier, and I caught the tail end kind of of Barbara. And um, what she's going through, I, I think... I am going through the same thing she's going through at her job. It's real difficult when you're a believer and you work around non-believers. And um, I work in a very stressful, high-stress job. And her saying that, you know, she'd like to move on or she wants to move on, she doesn't know what to do. And I get like that all the time. I've worked in my job for five years. And I did try to move on. I did try something else, the same industry, just a different job. And before I ever do anything, I always ask God if he wants me to do something, open a door. If you don't, don't open the door. I always go to him and ask him first what he wants me to do. He opened the door. I walked through it. And um, it was a disaster. A disaster. I don't know. Um, I don't know God's plan. I don't know what his plan is. I, I have some sense of it now as you see things after you go through them. And um, it was a disaster. I landed up going back to the job I was at where I'm working now. And it's still chaotic. It's still madness. But he's put me back there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what the reason is, but I was listening to you earlier talking to Barbara about being a light, and God's going to keep you there for as long as he wants you to be there. And sometimes right. it gets real difficult. Sometimes it gets real hard. But he does have me there for a purpose, for I'm not sure what it is. I ask him to show me, but I know that he's with me all the time, all the time. Right. And it gets tough and it gets hard. Right, it does. But I can never and, forget that he's there. And I think we need to remember that the Lord has a plan, and sometimes we go through seasons or we go through situations that we don't fully understand. But it reminds me of what Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And I know that the Lord, he, he doesn't want to do evil. Um, he, he, he wants to direct us in a way for his glory and his purposes. And, and you know, um, we don't fully understand it at times, but it's in those times where he doesn't want to do us in. He wants to not tear us down but he wants to build us up and he wants to build us in faith and to turn to him and to trust in him and to rest in him and those are difficult lessons um that we have you know as i was talking to barbara talking to anna just a minute ago talking to you i Mm -hmm. believe that the lord has given me a verse 
and it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And I know this, that, Lord, it gets difficult. We will have tribulation, Jesus said, in this world, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. I know that Paul wrote to Timothy that all who you know, live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But I also know the promises of the Lord, the things which God has prepared for those who love him, that they, in eternity's perspective and views, are wonderful and they are good because he promises to work all things for good for those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And what is his purpose? To conform us into the image of Jesus Christ. And um, and that's not always easy. So to trust in that and to look to that and to see his goodness and his faithfulness during all those trials. So that's what I want to pass along. I don't understand why we go through a lot of things, but I know that Jesus is there. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know he holds tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. What is what is that um, verse, First uh, Corinthians? Yeah, 2-9. 2-9, thank you. And absolutely. Can I pray for you? Yes, would you please? Father, I pray for Lisa. She comes in and she's going through a difficult season. That, Lord, that she would know that uh, that you have wonderful things prepared for her. And that your thoughts towards her are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give her a future and a hope. And those who seek you will find you. And as we call out to you, you will hear us. And Lord, mm-hmm. we thank you that you care for your people. And Lord, what you're doing in Lisa's life and the others that we've talked to on this show, um, I pray that you would just uh, continue to work and to strengthen and to guide and to know that you... Um, your word Thank says they would know that you promised to never leave us or forsake us. So, Lord, Thank you keep working in Lisa and just um, be, may she perceive your presence every day, your strength and your comfort in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Uh huh. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. That text line is 720-336-0897. The world's mean out there, isn't it? The world is not nice, and um, it can be difficult. And for you going through trials and difficulties, I'm so sorry, but I, I want to give you hope that the Lord has not abandoned you. And and Paul said, who has separated us from the love of God? Trials or tribulations or you know, pearl or you know, famine. And sometimes when we go through tribulations and we go through difficulties, we think that God doesn't love us or we've been separated from his love. Listen, he loves you. Don't think that he doesn't. And he's still working in your life. And keep looking to him and trusting in him, in his word, and um, and looking for strength. And he wants to do incredible work in your life. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And it doesn't mean that every day is, um, you know, um, rainbows and lollipops, but we have the Lord, we have the Lord, and we have his love, and we have his promises, his promise that he's working in our lives, and that he will perfect that which uh, concerns us, is what David would write 3,000 years ago, and that's a promise for us. Hey, we want to continue with the phone lines, and let's go to um, Alonzo in Aurora. Alonzo? Yes, Pastor Jeff. 
How are you? Good, and you? I am doing good. Thanks for calling. Yeah, it's been a long time since I called, and uh, uh, I haven't listened to the radio, to your station, I mean, for a long time again, or, or, or right now. So, uh, But uh, anyway, calling because um, I have a question. Uh, uh, there's some people that say, and again, this is all my fault because I haven't read again my Bible. I've been a rebel the last year. And uh, but anyway, they don't call Jesus. Jesus, they just call them call him Yeshua, and uh, Jehovah. They call him Yahweh or Yahweh, and I know that's from the Catholic uh, Bible or from the old version. And um, but um, yeah, the, they say they don't celebrate Christmas and stuff, and they say no, don't call me to wish me Merry Christmas and all this other stuff. And uh, so I just got me, you know, wondering why or or who are these people, where do they came from, or what's what's this other religion? Where, I don't where get did it. You run in, where did you run into them? Well, it's a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought I thought she was Christian, but I don't right. get it. I don't know. So I was just well, wondering if. Uh, but if you had any thoughts about that, what uh, religion they are or, or what. And they don't celebrate Christmas or birthdays no. or anything like that. Well, very, uh, and, very and, cool. and I know they're not Jehovah Witnesses because I run into Jehovah Witnesses all the time and we share. Yeah, so you know about you know? Because yeah. that's what I was going to say is Jehovah Witnesses. But there are different thoughts out there. There's, um, um, you know, I don't know exactly what. Um, um, branch it could have been but it could mm-hmm. be there's a group that goes around and they hit up people in um in um you know like walmart and things like that and they talk mm-hmm. you know legalistic um they talk about mother god right she mentioned anything like that to you mm, i didn't really pay much of attention because uh all of a sudden i just it, 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 I just didn't like it much. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. What absolutely. was? Yeah, and um, but well, um, either still, you know, the, either, the 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 word teaches me that I should love uh, everybody. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you should. So, and it it may yeah. be it may be a messianic group uh, as oh, well okay. that that use the name Yeshua. They don't celebrate Christmas. They don't celebrate um, Easter. So it may be a messianic. Um, group that is doing that because some of them they they really uh, won't they won't have anything to do with christmas they use the name yeshua they um talk a lot about which is nothing wrong with it the old testament mm-hmm. we teach through the old testament it, how it points to jesus how it's fulfilled by jesus how it you know mm-hmm. it's um you know all about jesus jesus said you search the scriptures and in mm-hmm. them you think you have eternal life, but these are they which speak of me. But it probably, you know, what what you're telling me, Alonzo, is is probably a messianic group, perhaps. Um, and you can ask her if you, you know, if you're a messianic group, and she'll probably tell you more mm-hmm. about it. But you know, just keep mm-hmm. speaking truth, you know. And uh, you know, I celebrate Christmas, and the New mm-hmm. Testament says. That one man esteems one day above another. One man esteems every day like you'd be convinced in your own mind. And um, and there are even some Christians that don't celebrate Christmas or, you know, they don't like the word Easter. It's, um, right. you know, 
they don't celebrate Easter. We we call it Resurrection Sunday or Resurrection Weekend mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. we have. Um, but you know, I'm one that you know we we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. We 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 celebrate the resurrected Lord on um, mm-hmm. Resurrection Sunday. So probably right. a messianic group, probably. Okay. 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 Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's just uh, sometimes I get baffled with all these uh, other groups and stuff, and uh, and sometimes I feel bad for myself or bad for them, and I'm just like, man, I don't know what I what I can do. So I just sometimes just I just ask truth. somebody else what 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 uh, what are their thoughts. But um, and that's why I know it's people, important. People get hurt all the time everywhere, you know, in every right. every de- denomination, right. and uh, right. yeah, and- so. That's that's why Alonzo is really important to know the Word of God, and right. um, so we can speak truth into people's lives, and we can speak correction into their lives as well. I'm going to read you something that Paul writes to Timothy in Second Timothy. He says, "The servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle." And I sense that gentleness with you, able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, that God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know uh, the truth. Um, so, you know, keep giving them truth, the love of Jesus Christ, and that's how you're able to minister to them. All mm-hmm. right? Okay. All right. Okay, well, thank Alon- you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to my homework, then um, keep on reading the Bible. Okay. I haven't read it for a long time. Okay. So, keep listening. Okay. All right. God thank bless you. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Thanks. God bless you. You, God, you too. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. You know, sometimes there's so many groups and thoughts out there. Um, it used to be that... Um, you know, you know, different groups. It was uh, kind of um, not as difficult to to um, know what they believed in. But there's so many groups now and voices out there. It's so hard to keep track of. So the best thing is like a banker. How they teach a banker to spot counterfeit is they teach them how to you know to know a real twenty dollar bill or a fifty dollar bill. So when the fake comes along, they're able to spot it. Or those who deal with art, you know. Uh, work in and those who deal with expensive art you know that industry they know the real art so when the counterfeit comes along um, they can able to spot it let's let's know the word of god so we can speak truth into people's lives hey let's go to to back to aurora where liz is on the line hi liz hey Pastor Jeff, how are you i'm good how can we minister to you you know um i just have a question i don't know if guidance um would be the best uh, way to word it. But um, I, you know, I'm rather new to the faith. I still consider myself um, a youngin in the faith. Um, we've been attending um, or being born again Christians for almost four years, five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I came to the Lord, you know, mostly for a change, change in my life, change in my marriage, because my marriage, um, I think, would have been doomed years ago. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm trying to get guidance as to kind of when when do we know if it's something that, you know, I the Lord has transformed both myself and my husband for in a lot of ways. Um, but I feel like there's just a lot of things that, um, you know, he goes around saying it's the enemy, it's the enemy. And I understand that there's a spiritual world and there's um, spiritual battles that we right. fight every day. Um, but at what point do you stop blaming the enemy? At what point do we say it is us? we're just not no longer willing to change we just want to continue to live that way yeah and you know sometimes there is the mentality the devil made me do it um Mm -hmm. kind of mentality that was a famous phrase in the 
in the 80s and 90s. Um, There is spiritual warfare, but we also war against the flesh and decisions that we make that we we choose to go into sin and the enemy is always there to tempt us right but you know as i would encourage you liz uh, you guys are young christians <clears throat> you're growing hopefully you're in a church that you're growing in the word of god mm-hmm. that you are praying together you are in the word together that you can get counsel if you need it um, mm-hmm. Because that's so very important for you guys being young. Because right. the the enemy is going to come against you guys. He doesn't like the fact that you guys are saved, you're born again. But there is help, and and there is the Lord that desires to grow you guys to to come to the point of having the marriage that He wants you to have. Mm-hmm. He wants to bless your marriage, and He wants your husband to lead, and He wants to do that work. But it's being in a place where you're growing, in a place where as you grow in the scriptures, you begin to understand, you know, these things and that it is the spiritual war that's out there. And and and, you know, he comes against our marriages or whatever, but also that there is a war against the flesh. And it's the walk in the spirit that we don't fulfill the desires of the flesh and the Lord working in us to help your husband be the man of God that he wants him to be. And and for you to be the wife that he wants you to be, and it's so glorious, but it's it's day by day, moment by moment, and and being in a place where you're being fed the word of God, is so critical. Where you can get prayer, where you can get support, and one of the things that I've really emphasized um, in in this program is to be in fellowship, and maybe you are, and maybe you have yeah. those things. I think Keep. that we have great support in our church, um, um, but the problem that I have found a lot of the times is that, um, you know, it's um, like I have a lot of things that I am currently putting, that the Lord has put in my hands um, to work with in, in, within our church, um, and my husband, um, he's doing a lot of work. I, I actually, you know, I told him plenty of times, you know, he has one of the most important jobs because... The Lord came into our lives because of him. He called upon my husband, and he's the one yeah. who who um, presents the Lord, and, and he and he's the one who brought our family to the Lord. Um, and just one day, you know, he just woke up and said, we have to go to church. And so that, to me, is, you know, a very important job and very important task and um, definitely not to be taken lightly. Um, but it's just hard because sometimes he has... Um, the one thing that he struggles with the most as far as like adjusting and changing and that I feel like the Lord is just, I know he's working, like I said, I know he's changed a lot of things in both him and myself. But one of the things is just kind of the way he handles and he communicates things that he, like when he talks or he's given advice or he's talking to somebody, if it's something that he just doesn't agree with, um, it can yeah. turn into a, a, a big issue and a blink of an yeah. eye. Um, and then just as quickly as he's upset, um, it calms down, and then all of a sudden, everybody needs to be back at level with him and and just calm yeah. again. <laughs> and that's you know, very when difficult that, for me. Yeah, it is, Liz. And one of the things when it happens next time that you know you can do, you guys can stop, and let's just pray, okay? Let's just go to the Lord, because right now you're frustrated, and um, you know, change, and um, you know, let's give it to the Lord. And then as you give it to the Lord, and then let's see what God has to say about it in this word. 
And that's why it's so important for couples to be praying together, to take that time, because emotions can take over. And emotions can be all over the place. And then the frustration comes in. But just to, to learn to stop and to pray and to say, you know, let's give this to the Lord because he wants to guide you and direct you in everything. And sometimes the Lord, he wants us to be flexible. You know, there's a saying that my pastor, Pastor Chuck Smith, used to say, blessed are the flexible for they shall not break. And, um, and the world just gets to be a lot of pressure Right. And in the stuff around us, and that's why it's so important that we just and you guys take each other by the hand, you pray, you know, to to I know it's cold outside, take those, you know, walks when whenever you can. Just seek the Lord and to know that He desires to bring you comfort and assurance and a peace into the situation. And to, to, you know, share that with one another, encourage one another in that and encourage him. And, uh, right. and I think you'll see God working. Amen. You, know, you, you, okay. you have the, you have the Lord, you have the Lord, right. you have the Lord in his word to guide you and direct you. And he has you guys, Liz, Amen. he has you guys and he loves you. Thank Let you, me Pastor pray with you Jeff, before we. I really we, appreciate it. Please. Thank you so much. You, you bet. Let me pray with you before we go off the air. Amen. Father, I pray for Liz and her husband. I pray that you would bless them, give them a peace, have them go to you and seek you in every way. Bless their marriage in Jesus' name. Liz, thanks Amen. for calling. Thanks, Thank everybody, you. for calling. Hey, we'll see you next time. God bless you. Had a great show. Have a good evening. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.